Welcome to Known and Loved, where we answer the cry for every soul hungry for recognition and adoration with the heart of Jesus. Here you will be equipped to know and love Jesus so that you may live boldly and rest in confidence with the ultimate truth that you are known and loved by Him. In today's episode of Known and Loved, we continue our Rest Assured series where we're focusing on the question of the age, our identity. We're examining Psalm 16, a psalm that reveals to us where we find our identity and how we can rest assured on the foundation of Jesus, the rock, the only foundation that is unshakable in this world of shifting sands. Today's scriptures come from the New King James Version and the NIV translations of the Bible. Today we're planting our feet on Psalm 16, 2, and 3, and from these two verses we're going to see two things. First, we will see who we are, we are God's children, and then we will see who God is, that he is love. Here's our scripture for today. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. So for Valentine's Day one year, actually it was second grade, Grace's teacher had the students choose someone and list out 10 reasons why I love you. So Grace chose to write her letter and her list to a close family friend, her babysitter and kind of adopted sister, Brianna. And among the reasons she listed in her 10, she said, you are fun, you are crafty, you are smart, and your hugs. But as I looked at the list, the one that struck my heart the most was number seven on the list and number seven said I love you so I just want you to think about that for a moment on a list of reasons why I love you is listed one reason I love you is because I love you now that is incredible that says to me complete unconditional love I love you just because I love you And that is exactly what God says to us every moment. I love you because I love you. It's not anything that you've done to earn it. It's not your deeds, your appearance, or your success that make me love you. I just do. And this is who we are. We are called his children. 1 John 3, 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So what makes you and me, a child of God to begin with. And in our household, we always say Jesus is the answer. Jesus is always the answer. So that is the answer here. It is those who accept Jesus as Lord and Savior who are God's children. And what a beautiful illustration that is. If you have not already accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to know that this God, this Father in heaven, still loves you just because. But though he may love you unconditionally, your soul is at enmity with him. And you have a chance right now to change all of that. You can make peace with your Father in heaven right now and be adopted into his forever family. Because the truth is, we are all going on into eternity. And you have a choice which eternity you want to live in. One with God or one without him. If you choose him, you're choosing life. You choose 
to place your soul under the love and the care and the protection and provision of the greatest father ever known. Now I want you to know that I understand that this analogy of God as a good and loving father can be hard for some of us. I have watched many friends struggle with being rejected by a parent, particularly a father, and that pain is really devastating. But in that pain, there is one hope because the truth is no parent is perfect, save one, and that is our Father in Heaven. And His love is purely unconditional. Psalm 22.10 says, When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. So no matter what situation exists with your earthly parents, your earthly father, the Lord of the universe is your one true father. The Lord says in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I remember when I was pregnant with Grace being in my labor and delivery class and I was listening to this one beautiful mom and she's caressing her plump little belly in anticipation of her and her husband's welcoming their first child and she said, I just love him so much already and I haven't even met him. And I think what a beautiful, precious truth that is. This unconditional love of a child coming into the world. King David writes of his amazement at God's creative power of love in Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He knit you together. You together in your mother's womb. He saw you in the secret place before your own parents even knew you existed. He is the father who loved you just because and he calls you his precious child. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, says Romans 8, 15, and 16. So how can we rest assured that we are his children, that he really does love us just because. And it is because his love is intentional. So 1 John 4, 8 says this very famous phrase, we all know it, God is love. And I see this phrase often get, I think, misinterpreted. It says God is love. But based on a lot of conversations I've had over the years, it is interpreted as Love is God. And that is a very different statement. I have uh, lots of friends, and one in particular who believes that there's not really a God, but rather a life force or an energy that is love itself. And, and that's what God is, just this energy, this life force of love. And in one conversation, I pointed out to this friend that love alone can't just be an energy emanating through the universe because love is an action. An action requires intentionality and intentionality can only come from a source of personhood. And so she smiled at me and she said, hmm, okay, you got me. You got me there with the intentionality part. 
Leo Biscaglia, who was a law professor from the University of South Carolina, wrote several books in the 70s and 80s about love. And um, in one inspirational talk he gave, I heard him express how people would ask him, Leo, will you define love? And he would say, no, but if you follow me around, I'll try to live it. What was Biscaglia saying? He was inviting people to come on an expedition with him to explore and encounter love. Because love isn't just a one-dimensional word you can define. To really know what it is, you need to have an encounter. And logically speaking then, if God is love, that means to really know God, you need to encounter him. And here's the hard truth we have a difficult time facing. that <laughs> We are all a mess. If we are honest, even our good deeds often have selfish motives attached to them. Whether we are languishing in indulgent sin or climbing the ladder of success by the pride of our own good deeds, we are at the heart not good, not even close to good. Not any one of us is good. For as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet... We have 1 John 4.10 again. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sin. Even in our sin and brokenness, God loves us. He has loved us even when we did not love him. Why? Just because. God says it. With every moment you breathe, I love you just because I love you. And he's proven it. Every other religion and its leaders say you have to climb the mountain to get to God and hope you're good enough to be accepted. But as Christians, we know this reality. God didn't remain distant from us. He doesn't make us climb the mountain. He came down from the mountain to save us from our mess. He gave up everything to do for us what we could not do for ourselves to bring us home to our one true father. And that is love in action. That is your true identity. This is who you are. You are loved. And Jesus said, no greater love has anyone than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And that is what Jesus did for us. That is what he did on the cross. He lived the perfect life that we should have lived, blameless. And then he died the death that we should have died, accused and wretched and outcast. Why would he do that? Love. Jesus did not come into the world to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Alive through the power of love. A real, unconditional, sacrificial tenderness of grace that says, I am giving up my life for you. Because I die, you may live forever. Not because you earned it. Not because you deserve it. But just because I love you. And who can gaze on that moment and not be brought to awe and adoration and be able to just rest assured in this truth that you are loved? So then we see if we know Christ, 
then we are God's children. We are known and loved. But now that's who we are. (laughs) Who is God? And we have said that God is love. But what does that mean? (laughs) And I think the Bible actually gives us the perfect picture of this phrase, God is love. And it tells us not only who we are, but who he is. He is love. Probably one of the most famous passages from the Bible is the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthian church about love. And everybody knows it. Most of us have heard it at weddings. But I'm going to read it to you here. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So, I like logic. Let's apply some logic here. If it is true that God is love, and we accept that what Paul has written here in Corinthians is a perfect picture of what love looks like, then it follows that this passage is more a description for us of who God is and what he looks like than just a simple prescription for us on how to love. So if God is love, we can insert God for love in this passage. I want you to take a moment and meditate on this. God is patient. God is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. God is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. God keeps no record of wrongs. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. This is who God is. From his patience and kindness, to giving us free will rather than insisting on his way, to bearing all things, our sins on the cross, to his never-ending eternal sovereignty, This is a picture of our God, and when we come to know him, we come to know how much we are loved by him, how much he delights in us, just like Psalm 16.3 says. Only when we take hold of the true source of love, which is an encounter with Jesus himself, only when that happens, that is when we have the ability to truly love others ourselves. Because without him, we are dead dead in our sins but when he makes us alive we have him and that is love in our hearts his love is so beautiful so just because that when we see that reality we are moved not only to adore him but also to be like him and to pour out on others the love that he pours out on us jesus said love one another as i have loved you A love like Jesus' love is intentional. It's not just a pretty one-dimensional picture. It's intentionally moving. It moves out and it says, I'm going to lay down my life for you. And that means in every relationship, I'm intentionally loving just because. 
no strings attached, no performance required, no conditionality, no ifs set beforehand. I just lay down my life, all my wants, my desires, my expectations, all my personal preferences, all my rights, all my motivation to have my own way, all my desire to be loved back. I'm just going to lay all that down. Just like the Lord who loved me first. And I say to that other person, I delight in you. I love you just because I love you. Because that's what the Lord Jesus says to us with every breath. I love you just because I love you. And if you're listening today and you have never known this Father in heaven, you have never trusted Jesus, I invite you now to call on his name. The scripture says that one day, Every knee will bow and every tongue confess in heaven and on earth and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is every knee. That means knees that are willing and unwilling. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I invite you to be a willing knee and bend your knee to him today. And pray, asking the Lord to forgive you for your wrongs. Say, Lord, please forgive me my sin, my pride. I know you love me unconditionally like no other being in the universe. And I don't deserve it, but I know you love me just because. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Give me eternal life and fill me with the power to love others just like you love me. Jesus, make me a part of your forever family that I may be fully embraced being your child who was known and loved by you. Lord Jesus, I pray for anyone today who has yet to call you Father, Savior, that they would do that, that they would take seriously this notion that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that you are Lord and I pray, Lord, that they would be willing knees and that they would give their hearts over to you today and that they would embrace you and know that you do love them unconditionally. You know them and you love them and you embrace them. In Jesus' name, amen. Known and Loved is brought to you by Life with Grace, a ministry devoted to the truth of God's word and the tenderness of his grace. You can leave comments on today's program in the comment section. And we ask you to take a moment to subscribe and share it with someone you know and love. You can find more of our content at lifewithgrace.net. Thank you for joining us. And as you venture forth in this day, we pray that you hold fast to the truth, that your Father in heaven, the King of the universe and Savior of the world sees you. You are known. <laughs>